It's time for a pause in your day. Welcome to a podcast where we press the pause button on our busy lives for a few moments, and we focus on God's Word with Sharon and Nicole. We pray this is a time of refreshing for you. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to Sweet Sela Moments. This is episode 126, The Waiting Days. I don't like waiting all that much. How about you? One of the hardest waits in my life was when I was pregnant with my third daughter. I went into preterm labor at 24 weeks, which is way too early, and was put on bed rest and spent some time in the hospital, making sure she was doing okay and that she stayed in until she could safely enter the world. I would go into labor for several hours each day, and that was very unpleasant to say the least. And I, of course, was very worried about her. So waiting for the safe time for her to be born as close to 40 weeks as possible was one of the longest waits I have had to date. Oh my goodness. And you had two other children at the time. Yes, I did. And you had to stay in bed. I did. I taught oh. Olivia how to do laundry. <laughs> she was uh, three, I think, at the time. Three wow. or four. Yeah. And then wow. Ellie was 16 months. Wow. Nicole? It was rough. Yes. It was. I can see that. <laughs> I've had some hard waits too, and I think I think my hardest was waiting for Ray to return from the Persian Gulf War. Oh yeah. When we said goodbye on December fifteenth, right before Christmas, mm-hmm. we thought Ray would be gone for a year. He wasn't, but we thought he was. Oh, Nicole, the ache I felt that first night, especially. I just couldn't face going to bed. Oh. I cried myself to sleep on the couch. Oh, Sharon! <laughs> and then hearing the news each day and knowing that Scud missiles were falling near where Ray was, mm-hmm. it was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And even if he did come home again, I wondered if the war would change him or maim him in some way. There were so many things over which I had absolutely no control. So I learned a lot about trusting and waiting and keeping going during that mm-hmm. season in our lives. And it was actually good for me. I'd never been on my own. (laughs) I went from my father's house to raise in my house, never by myself. So to be alone in a foreign country, because we were in Germany with two girls and two dogs and a cat, I really had to grow up fast. (laughs) (laughs) I found that my walk with God went deeper when I had to rely on Him more. Mm -hmm. And I discovered that I could do more than I thought I could with God helping me than I ever imagined. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So the loneliness turned to companionship with the Lord, and I will be forever grateful for the lessons I learned, all because I had to wait. Mm-hmm. And I'm awful glad it wasn't a year, just five months that he That's was away. That's a long time, though. Five months, you're never not used to being away from them. It feels like forever. It sure does. Yeah. so funny, because I talked to somebody later about that, and she said, well, I didn't see my husband for five years during some war, World oh, War II, wow. it must have been. I'm like, okay, you trumped me. <laughs> five years, a little longer than five months, but it felt like five years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <Aww>. well, <laughs> today we are going to peek at the 11 disciples and their wait. Mm. Nicole, can you remind us what happened in the first part of chapter one of Acts before we read further? Yes. So this is right after Jesus was risen from the dead. Mm-hmm. He had spent some time with his disciples right before he was about to return to heaven. So he had told them to not go to Jerusalem until they received the Holy Spirit, which I don't know if they knew what that was at the time too I well. Don't it's kind know of exciting. Did. That would give them the power that they needed to do what God called them to do. So then Jesus ascends into heaven and the disciples are left there looking a little lost for a minute, <laughs> looking up at the sky. And then two angels appear and say, what are you doing waiting, looking? What are you 
you doing? Like, go. Go to Jerusalem. Go to Jerusalem. Wait, there. wait. Yeah. <laughs> so go and wait. <laughs> Isn't that the strangest open ended thing? Yes. They didn't say wait till next Thursday. Right. They, they didn't, didn't say long. Jesus will be back a week from Tuesday. Right. right? It was open ended. And they were not in control mm. any more than you were when you had to fight the labor pains, or I was when Ray was near Scud missiles falling. I right. mean, sometimes waiting is super hard because you don't have any control over it. And they didn't right. know how long the wait was going to be. So, all right, let's read the rest of chapter 1, Acts 1, 12 to 26, and see what they did while they waited. Mm. So why don't you start with verse 12, and we'll go back and forth. All right. So 12, when the disi- then the disciples returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of a half mile. <laughs> when they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here were the names of those who were present, Peter, John, James, Andrew, <laughs> Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, parentheses, son of Alphaeus, <laughs> Simon, parentheses, the zealot, and Judas, son of James, as opposed to the other one. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. So during this time, when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through King David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Parentheses. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. Falling head first there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name Akadama, which means field of blood. Peter continued, This was written in the book of Psalms, where it says, Let his home become desolate, with no one living in it. It also says, Let someone else take his position. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice. What? He had a lot of names. (laughs) He really did. And Matthias. Then they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen. As an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Mm. Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other 11. Wow. Mm. Okay. Lots to look at here. And we're going to do what we normally do. We're going to look at it in chunks. Yeah. And uh, you get the first chunk. So (laughs) talk to us about the first little part of this and what you learned about it. Yeah, so I'm looking at verses 12 through 14. Um, The apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of a half mile. When they arrived, they went upstairs um, to the room of a house where they were staying. And then the names of all the disciples were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. So 
the first thing that jumps out to me is I love seeing Mary, the mother of Jesus, all nestled in with the disciples. Isn't that lovely? Oh, that just like warmed my heart to see that. Yes. I remember on the cross, Jesus had looked at John and said, That's right. This is your mother now. Take Mm -hmm. care of her. Mm -hmm. And to see that they did, they kind of all were, you know, loving on Mary. I love it. (laughs) That's great. And if John was there, she was going to be there. That's so cool. I just love seeing her because you don't. I don't remember seeing much of her in scripture after his death. So kind mm-hmm. of seeing her here, it's like, oh, she's doing good. She's there okay. she is. She's with her boys. Yes. You know, the rest of the gang. <laughs> <laughs> so I love seeing that. And then also Jesus' brothers were there. And that's interesting. I think they didn't believe at the beginning. No, they did like, not. Like, you're not the Messiah, you're a brother Jesus, and you're right. a punk or whatever. Yeah. But to see them there too, I think that's really cool. I love that. They're all I, together. I, I wish I knew their story. I know. How That'd did be so they turn? But whatever's, yeah. Another person to ask in heaven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't, I think that this is really neat that they mentioned them all praying together constantly. Yes. I wonder what that would have looked like. Because constant is all day. It's not just a, a portion like, oh, in the morning and evening they prayed together. They were constantly united in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. So they were together. That must have been a really beautiful time of bonding where they trying to excited to talk to Jesus again because they hadn't, you know, they probably yeah. were missing yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, it's just very fascinating to me what that would have looked like, you know, and they were just were they just so happy to talk to Jesus. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And um all the time is a hard thing to even comprehend. But I think um I think they didn't know what else to do, right? Right. They're waiting. Yeah. Here we are. God, here we still are. And here we still are. Right. So we'll read it. Well, we'll just keep praying. Because before, when Jesus was with them, he taught them how to pray. Right. But their prayers were very different before Jesus came and died. Yes. So this would have been, I think, a fairly new way of communicating with God for them. Maybe a more relaxed way as opposed to more of a proper way to pray in the temple or whatever. Yes. So this was kind of new. So maybe it was just figuring out and... What else are you going to do while you're waiting for right. this Holy Spirit to right. appear? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So very neat. Yeah. And in my section, it says that there were 120 believers together in one place at one mm. point. So I'm just so curious as to, you know, how were there 120? Who were the 120? Yeah. And did they all smush into that house? That's some big house. Was there a big courtyard? Right. Was it just the temple? How was it so, situated? Yeah, it's an interesting little peek at them, yes. kind of like a, in a quiet, yes. private moment. But I love that prayer is first and foremost on yeah, their hearts. The church true. was founded in prayer even before the Holy Spirit mm. came. That's oh, so cool. that's so good. Yeah. Think of that. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got the next section, which is verses 15 through 20. And it starts with this 120 believers part. So let me read that again, and then we're going to kind of break it down. During this time, when about 120 believers were gathered together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. So just stopping here for a minute, over 500 saw Jesus after his resurrection. Yes. So um, obviously, more were believing at this point than just the disciples and Mary and Jesus' brothers. Right. So 120 of them evidently came. So, um, all right. So Peter's standing up and he's stopped praying. (laughs) (laughs) Take a break from praying. (laughs) Take a break from praying to do something. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit speaking through David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. So, okay. They'd been studying the scriptures. They saw where Judas actually appeared in some prophecy. Mm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit about that at the end, which is fascinating. 
And for some reason, Peter felt like there needed to be the same number again. Maybe there mm. were 12 tribes of Israel. There should be 12 oh, maybe, apostles, yeah. right? So, um, so anyways, that's what he's decided. And then we have this interesting parenthesis that goes from verses 18 to 19. It says this about Judas. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. Falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name, Akeldama, which means field of blood. Mm. Well, Nicole, I had to really stop here because Matthew tells this story differently. Yes. So I'm going to read what Matthew said, and then yeah. we're going to try to figure out how they're both the true. mystery of. Yeah. <laughs> so Matthew says in Matthew 27, verse 3, when Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care, they retorted. That's your problem. (laughs) Then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so Judas didn't have the money. Right. So then verse 6, the leading priests picked up the coins. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be right to put this money in the temple treasury, they said, (laughs) since it was payment for murder. So they didn't want it either. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nobody wanted that money. Wow. After some discussion, they finally decided to buy the potter's field, and they made it into a cemetery for foreigners. So mm. as I'm like, okay, so who bought the field? Did Jesus, uh, Judas buy the field, or right. did the leading priest buy the field? And as I studied it, I realized the priests did not want that money mm. any more than Judas did. So they're like, right, we can't take this money either. So they bought the field in Judas's name. It was his field. They weren't taking that mm. money. Right. They didn't want to be associated right. with it. So Judas got a field whether he wanted it or not and owned it. <laughs> and then Matthew says he hanged himself. Yeah. And Luke in Acts says that he fell headfirst with his body splitting open. Right. So, okay, the priests buy this field in Judas's name. Mm-hmm. Judas doesn't want it. Right. He hangs himself in it. He's so distraught. Mm. And then he falls eventually, and they're very graphic. I don't yes. know that I needed to hear about his intestines, <laughs> but evidently I did because it's in Scripture. Um, and so the news of that gross, extra worse death, not right. just hung but split open, uh, changed the name of that field. So. Wow. So everybody knew about Judas. Mm. It's so sad. It really is. And it's so fascinating to me, the guilt that even the priests felt about it. Because they wouldn't take the money back. I thought that was really odd. Oh, we can't put it in the the treasury. We can't. Like, they knew. Right. This is payment for murder. Yep. Exactly. So very sad time. Yeah. So, okay, Peter continues after we get that aside about what happened to Judas. Right. This was written in the book of Psalms where it says, let his home become desolate with no one living in it. Hmm. That field was just used as a burial place for foreigners. It also says, let someone else take his position, which is so interesting. So I looked up the Psalms where it says that. And uh, Psalm 69 talks about the home being desolate. And starting at verse 19, uh, it's talking about Jesus here in sort of prophecy. You know of my shame, scorn, and disgrace. You see all that my enemies are doing. Their insults have broken my heart, and I am mm. in despair. Oh. But instead, they give me poison for food. They offer me sour wine for mm. my thirst, which they and did they to did. Jesus. Yeah. 
And then verse 25 says, let their homes become desolate, their tents deserted. Hmm. So that's that prophecy. And then in Psalm 109, where it says, let someone else take his position, um, that's in verse 8. It says, it's talking about the one that destroyed him, surrounded him with hateful words, Hmm. slandered and told lies about him. Um, Let his years be few, let someone else take his position. Hmm. So they were, as well as constantly praying, I believe, going through the scriptures together. Finding now that Jesus has died, risen again, they're looking at scriptures in light of Messiah's death and resurrection. I'm sure they're looking at Isaiah 53 that talks about the suffering servant, but they're finding all these prophecies that have come true. It's so amazing, and they're stunned by them. And a lot of them, when Jesus walked the road to Aramaeus Mm -hmm. with the disciples after his resurrection, he showed from scripture. Yes. So a lot of it is going back to that too. That would have been so fun for them to see. I know. Because Jesus spoke of so many things and they didn't understand mm-hmm. it. So for them now to have this like aha moment of, oh, look, this is it here. Oh, this is him here. Oh, yeah. that's Judas. Yeah. That must have been quite unbelievable a yeah. moment for them. So this waiting time was a rich time, I think, of studying the word as yeah. well as Peter talks about here, as well as prayer. Oh, how Bible cool. and prayer. Bible yeah. and prayer. Heart of every church. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll finish with verses 21 through 26. Um, and so they say, <clears throat> So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus, from the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph, with all the nicknames, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, (laughs) and Matthias. Then they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to appoint to replace Judas in this ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Ouch. Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other 11. So Matthias is one of the 12. He is. So now he's one of the 12. Yeah. We don't know a lot about him. There's not very much in Scripture. And I think there was a confusion um, whether he was Matthew, and he wrote the book of Matthew for a while because their names were similar. So he caused a little bit of confusion with his name. But (laughs) other than that, we don't know a terrible lot about him. Um, What was so interesting about this was I looked into the casting of lots. Because when you read it before, I think it's always been associated with gambling and kind of like a negative thing. But it wasn't, though. Back before Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, they didn't have God working in them, whispering to them, leading them the right way. So what they would do is they would cast lots, which were sometimes stones or rocks or whatever it was. They would pray before and say, like they did here, show us, Lord, what the answer is. And so they put their trust in God to give them an answer in a rather unconventional way to us now, but we have the Holy Spirit. Right. So it's just, right. that's just so neat to me that they, yeah. they ask God, hey, which guy is the right guy? Uh-huh. <laughs> and we don't know sure. how to hear you, so we'll right. cast lots. And they yeah. wanted to get it right. So that yeah. was kind of cool. I liked seeing their, they were still looking to God for for guidance in this. Yeah. yeah. It's a big decision. Huge decision. It really was. Yeah. And they were trying to find someone who had witnessed Jesus's uh-huh. ministry here on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Besides and Matthias had. I mm-hmm. thought that was fascinating. It had to be someone who was there from the beginning yes. of his active ministry. From the baptism, it says. From right the from baptism. The yeah. Right. So that they could witness to everything Jesus did publicly mm-hmm. and including, of course, seeing him after he rose from the dead. So Matthias yeah. must have been one of the ones that saw that. 
That's interesting. That's what they I wonder if they saying. had a smaller group of... Because so many people saw Jesus during his ministry. He had his 12 disciples. But right. I wonder if there was like another group that didn't we didn't hear much about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was reading, I can't even remember where in scripture, um, <laughs> <laughs> about large crowds following Jesus. Oh, it was after the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, yeah. And large crowds started following him everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was really feeling sad for him because <laughs> can you imagine just trying to have a bite to eat and everybody's staring at you? Yeah. And you've got this huge crowd going, look, he's eating now or whatever. What's he going to do next? Next. <laughs> right. It, was, it must have been so disconcerting. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people followed him. They were waiting for, you know, more of a show. Some of sure. them, could I see another miracle, please? Oh, yeah. Oh, look, maybe he'll heal that leper, you know? Right. And then more teaching. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So kind of cool. So I wonder what Matthias was doing as he all along watching Jesus and kind yeah. of growing in the sidelines. Yeah. So, and I wonder how Barsabbas, also known as Justice. Oh, I know. <laughs> I felt really bad for him. He must have been kind of bummed. Like, well, how come? I did wonder, like, how was his heart yeah. after this? Was he really disappointed or feeling yeah. like maybe I wasn't good enough? Because yeah. yeah. one of the 12, that must have been quite a quite thing. Quite the honor. <laughs> Although seeing they all died martyrs' deaths, well. <laughs> maybe Joseph called Barsabbas should have been, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> Avoided that. Because yeah. I think even Matthias ended up being martyred. Yes. Yeah. So none yeah. of them had a, a no. terribly delightful no. happy ending here no. on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Being famous is not always fun. No. Right. No. Right. So, so it's a big burden. But yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, now we're going to look at the whole passage together and, and some answer some very key questions. And our mm. first one is favorite verse. And mm. I'll go first because it's actually one of the verses in your passages. Aww. It's the, then they all prayed, oh Lord, you know every heart. Mm. Show us which of these men you have chosen. I just so love that they knew that God cared about that choice yeah. and that they knew that God knew hearts. Mm. And you know, even as I'm choosing people for sweet Sela and don't know what to do, it's so nice to know that God is interested in that, that he actually yeah. cares, you know, oh, you know, sweet. every heart. Yeah. And I remember a time when Ray was getting out of the military and we were in Germany again. Mm-hmm. We lived in Germany two separate times and uh, he had no job. Mm-hmm. And so he took nine, it took nine months. He started nine months early to try to find a job. And he knew he wow. wanted to teach in a Christian school. Mm-hmm. He knew he wanted high school, not college, even though he'd taught at the college level. Yeah. He hates writing Nicole. <laughs> and if you're a college professor, you have to write oh, yeah. in order to get your tenure and all the things. Oh, wow. He didn't want all those games. He just right. wanted to talk about history with people. Right. And he wanted Christians so he could talk about the Lord. Oh, sure. So he knew it. And he applied and he applied and he mm. applied. And we prayed and we prayed and we mm. prayed. And I prayed a, a prayer that he said, thanks a lot for, because oh, no. <laughs> I prayed, Lord, we really want your will. Yeah. So shut every door except the one that you wow. want us to walk through. Right. And Ray's like, really? I have been rejected <laughs> and rejected. <laughs> And rejected oh, so many times. He just, he never got the job. He got yeah. interviews overseas, but, you know, he's communicating by phone That's from funny. Germany. Right. Nobody can see him in person. Oh, yeah. He, for nine months, never got the job. Oh, that's so discouraging. Uh, I know. It's a long way. It was my fault. So, <laughs> But God honored that prayer. He kept shutting doors. Aww. And so we got to the point where we literally had had to ship our car, but we didn't know where we'd be living. Oh, my gosh. So we shipped it to New Jersey, and at 40, we were moving back in with his parents. Oh, oh no. that's fun. 
two children, pets, and we have no place to go. Wow. So we'd shipped the car. We were flying out, you know, to live with his parents in less than two weeks when all of a sudden my sister heard that Portsmouth Christian Academy Hmm. had just opened the high school. They hadn't even had a high school till then, only one year of it, and they needed a history teacher. So she called us in Germany, which is a big deal back then, Ray called Dennis Rooney, who was the yeah. uh, headmaster, and got the job immediately. Oh my and word. it was close to home. Yeah. We didn't know it, but his mother had very few years left of life. Oh. We got to be with her. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It's been the perfect place. We've been there longer than Ray was in the military now. Oh, wow. And God closed every other door. Except for that one that was wide open and right. easy to walk through. Right. So oh. asking him, I mean, it just meant the world to me. God, you know, yeah. show us. Oh, he does. That. He does. That was super long. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's so good. Well, I read this morning in my devotion, I said, God loves us too much. Let me get this right. To give us what we want when it's not the right time. Yes. I butchered that, but it's something along yes. those lines that he won't just give us what we want when we want it because no. it's not the right time. Right. And so he loves us enough to make us wait. And that was another hard wait, let yes. me tell you. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. And humbling. Yeah, because once you're established with your family and your marriage, you just kind of want to do your thing and to move uh, in with somebody, oh my especially Lord. parents. Yes. We love you, parents, but it's just tough. It would have been really hard. <laughs> tough for them, tough, tough for, for us. us. <laughs> oh, man. So, so that was my favorite verse. That's and a it great has verse. a personal meaning oh, to it. I love that. <laughs> How about you? What was your favorite verse? I, I love that verse. I had already talked a little bit about it, but 14. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. Yeah. Just the fact that they were all together yes. after Jesus had left, they were together, you know, comforting yeah. each other, mm-hmm. learning together, loving on Mary, um, the family. Just that picture of restoration. Yes, you know, like Jesus's brothers were kind of, uh, and now they were all there together, together and, and men and women, and the women too. I yes, love that in one place, which is radical. Yes. because in the synagogues, the yep. men were on one side, the women were on the other it was side, very separate. So right. just this new, this new thing was starting. A new thing was starting, and I love that. Yeah. It was just like yeah. the intimate core group of, of Jesus's, yes. you know, his loved ones. I just think that verse is so neat. I love it. Okay, second question. You get to start this one. What did we learn about God from this passage of Scripture? Ooh. Um, oh, I but I talked about my first part in the first verse. Um, he restores brokenness. I, they were all together after the loss of Jesus, yes. and the brothers were together. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then he works with us where we are at, I put, with yeah. the casting of the lots. He worked uh-huh. with them in their yes. little human way, trying to understand God. Right. He accepted that. that. They didn't know. They just didn't know. <laughs> they threw some stones, and God right. spoke through that still. Right. So yeah, I like yeah. that. Oh, that's so good. Well, I... Um, Loved that God speaks to us through Scripture. He spoke yeah. to the disciples even about you know replacing Judas through oh, Psalms. Yeah. Yeah. So the Old Testament speaks to us, and it helped them too. So God speaks to us through that. Mm. Um, we learned that God wants us to look to Him in prayer. Mm. They prayed, and I'm sure that was pleasant to Him. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. then um, enemies of God meet bad ends. Oh, yeah. That's it's a hard sad truth. But true. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, Judas's was particularly unpleasant. Mm. So. Yeah. So that's what I learned about God <laughs> from that. And so, but here we go. What did we learn about the early church and how mm. can we apply that today? Mm. Well, what I felt like I learned was this the constant seeking. Yes. I don't know that we 
constantly seek. We get very complacent in our comfy, cushy American world. Mm -hmm. I think if we were starving or if there were bombs falling on our heads, we Mm. would be more constantly seeking. Right. You know, and that doesn't mean I'm asking for that. (laughs) But that being said, they prayed a ton. They did. They did. And prayer and looking to God for leading has to be so, so Mm. key in any church or ministry. It's too easy for us to assume we just know the answers. Prayer keeps us humble and Mm -hmm. still looking. It's so important. I can remember being a little bit frustrated in another church, not mm-hmm. our church, <laughs> a long time ago in another place, um, where the business meetings and and everything would start with um, just this sort of perfunctory prayer. Okay, let's open a prayer. Lord mm-hmm. be with us. Amen. And then right to the meeting. Mm-hmm. There, there right wasn't, to business. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or finishing with, oh, we're out of time to pray. Somebody just closes quick. You know, oh, yeah. I don't like that. And that's why in our Sweet Sealer Ministries team meetings, mm. we spend a ton of time in prayer. We pray through the meeting. We pray through the whole yeah. meeting because it's about seeking Him. Yeah. We cannot just think we know it and give a perfunctory nod to God. Right, like, oh, hey, God, thanks for uh, showing up. Okay, let's get on to the, the important things. <laughs> yeah, we have to always humble ourselves and remember He's leading. Yeah, He's leading. Oh, that's so good. He's leading. So how about you? What did you learn about the early church? Yeah, prayer. I put prayer is really important. And their faithfulness in seeking Him constantly and asking Him for um, guidance when selecting a new member. Like There was so much looking to God. Um, same thing, I think we... Th- think we either know it or we just assume, oh, God knows my needs and he'll supply it, yes. right? Like yes. you said, I'm not I'm not praying for food for my children tonight. No. I'm so blessed. I'm not praying that we'll, yeah. we'll get over cancer right now. Like right now, we're in a really good spot. Yeah. So my, my prayers aren't that intense and faithful and long. And this was a good reminder to me, a good challenge. Hey, you should still be praying constantly. Yes. There's plenty of things to pray constantly there about. There sure is. <laughs> and his desire is us to abide with him, to be that close right. and every moment. And it's not moment. just for the things to give and to receive. It's yeah. also that relationship. He yes. just wants to talk to us. Yes. He just wants to hear us. I love us. it. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay, so you want to hear about my day, even though it went fairly well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, then. Here goes. That's right. Oh, yeah. So, and, and then, then the gratitude thing comes from that, oh, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that changes yeah. our, our yeah. whole being, you know? Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, church is family. Family. Just seeing yes. them all together with loving on Mary and the brothers, like we taking care of each other, praying together, mm-hmm. worshiping together. Mm-hmm. It's so important to it build is. that community, that that closeness it, with it our is. church. Absolutely, with our with our blood family when we can. I love yes. looking at the choir with half the choir being your <laughs> extended family, <laughs> and and also. We're family, Nicole, even though we're not related, because we're sisters in Christ. And I love that. (laughs) I do. Well, okay. Well, let us close in prayer. How's that for a thought? So, Father, thank you. Thank you for this peak at the very, very beginning of the church, for those who loved you, being faithful to pray and pray and pray and just wait for your perfect timing for what was going to come next. Lord, may we do likewise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It must have been so hard for the disciples to just wait, and also hard to replace Judas and feel the sorrow of one of their own falling away from Jesus and then dying. We're leaving them this week, still waiting. How about you? Are you waiting with no end in sight? Sharon and I would be honored to pray for you as you try to wait well. You can email us at Sharon's email address at Sharon at 
You can also reach us through the Sweet Sela Ministries website, sweetsela.org. We offer all kinds of encouragements to our followers. You can join online Bible studies, watch our YouTube videos, read our weekly blog called Musings, and follow us on, sh- on social media. Check us out and do come back next week as we study the event that changed our guys forever. We're calling episode 127, Upended by the Holy Spirit. Have a great week. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.